From the newsroom of the Bryant College Station Eagle, this is the Brazos Sports Press Cast. And now, the Eagle High School Sports Team, Alex Miller and Jake Weiss. What's up, y'all? You're listening to the Brazos Sports Preps Cast. I'm Alex Miller with the Eagle, joined always by Jake Weiss. And, well, we, we picked up a straggler on the side of the road. His name's Robert Sesson. He's the sports editor of the Eagle. How's, how's it going, Cease? Going great. Wednesday is our Thursday. Thursday's our Wednesday. Who knows? Well, hey, it's, it's, it's finally here. The games that really count, the district games. You, you don't want to lose these games because if you do... Your season will be over sooner than others. <laughs> yeah, you summed it up best there. <laughs> well, it's it's a fresh start for everybody. Right. I mean, we live in an era where everybody wants hope of going to the playoffs. In the old days, I mean, when I first started covering, remember, only one went. Uh, and it just seems absurd to think that anybody would play a game where, like, one advances from a league or district. But it was that way once. I'll never forget when they went to two – Everybody was so excited, and a runner-up win state, and then we saw a third-place team win state. The bottom line is everybody wants to compete. Right. Well, hey, let's break down some of the action. All four of our local public schools will be starting district play this week, and we'll get a little bit into our private schools at the end of the show. You know, let's start with Brian Cease. We got you in here. You've, you've watched the Brian Vikings a couple times this year. You know, kind of a up and down non-district slate for Brian. They're one and three, but what'd you see from the couple of games that you covered for them? Well, a little bit of like coach speak. I saw their first game and their last game, so you you could say a good comparison there. They have some playmakers. They have a couple quarterbacks, uh, but they find ways to lose games. You talk about you want to go into open your district with a little bit of momentum, but Brian's on a three-game losing streak. And uh, I'll be interested to see how they use the fresh start because they're going to Temple, a place that notoriously Brian has not fared well. So when you look at Ricky Tullis in his second year, a lot of people maybe thought things would be better, but they lost a lot of their offensive linemen. Uh, they, they just made the by-district last year and got killed in by-district. So, really, the jury's out on a lot of things for Brian. Luckily, they're playing in a district that's uh, very uh, easy to win a few games and you'll make the playoffs because other than, you know, Harker Heights is a defending district champ, they're 2-2. Two and two. Weiss is 4-0, but they're a little bit untested. There are a lot better 5A districts in the state than 6 And, you know, the bottom line is you talk about what we started out with. You want to win. You want to get better. You want to go to the playoffs. Brian will have that chance in 12-6A. Yeah, you know, that's exactly what I was going to say, is that when you when you look at this district, it, it looks pretty open. You know, Fleurville wise are the only team with a winning record. And, uh, you know, Brian opens with Temple this week, and you said it, Cease. The, the Wildcats have really owned this series throughout history. Brian hadn't beat them in, what, 13 years? I think 2010 was the last time they, they won this game, but... This isn't uh, this isn't a typical Temple team that we're used to seeing either. Yeah, because they give up a lot of points, and uh, I'm going to say right off the bat, I, I've been around long enough to know I will pick Temple, but it would surprise me if Brian won because speed has hurt Temple. When you look at who they lost to and how the scores were, and Temple was leading a couple of those games, if Brian can get the ball 
to Turner, to Lewis. They have playmakers on the outside. And what's what's his name? The linebacker York is not at Temple. He's at A and M unless he goes out there and plays before the game. Yeah. And I guess anything's possible these days. But I wouldn't be shocked at all if Brian went in there and in one. It'll be interested to see can they find a hot quarterback and can they use their speed. I, I think nonetheless. I think if even if Brian comes out with a loss this week, having having a competitive game against Temple would probably give them some confidence going into some games that you know they they should be able to win uh, moving down the line and uh, you know trying to get back to the playoffs for the third year in a row yeah because I think they get I haven't looked ahead of my coach taking one week at a time I think they come back and play Cove and, and Cove's one of those teams that quote they should be at their place so at worst you think Brian's looking at a one and one start uh, you win three games in this league you're going to go to the playoffs so everything's there. They haven't had a lot of injuries. I think any team, and they they really were a better team last week than than Randall. But Randall made the big plays. Two plays gave him 14 points. And now Randall's a 5A team, and they're a 5A team that I think might not even make the playoffs. But once again, you got to look look at your own situation. Well, let's shift our focus over to the College Station schools, Jake. In a District 11 5A Division One College Station, they open with Leander, Anum Consolidated, hosts Georgetown. Jake, you'll be at Consol's game against Georgetown this week. Look, the Eagles are one and two. We know what kind of playmaker they have in Andrew Petter. And like last year, this could be a critical game to the district standings when we get down the line toward November. Because remember last year, we had a three-way tie between Consol College Station and Georgetown uh, had to go to that point differential to see who was seated highest. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I know, Alex, you always like to sometimes throw uh, you know trivia questions at me. So I've got one for you. Oh, yeah. yes, please. So uh, who are the two teams? I know he's a new coach. Who are the two teams that uh, new A&M Consolidated head coach Brandon Schmidt has history with in this district? I know one of them is Cedar Park. And the other one... Is is it Georgetown? It is Georgetown. That's who they're playing. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, these first two weeks, uh, we, we talked about that this week, uh, me and him, and it was funny. I said, hey, you know, you got any history with any of these teams? And he said, you know, hey, nine years at Cedar Park. Every year we were at Cedar Park, played Georgetown. So these first two weeks of district, we know these teams super well. So that that was pretty funny. And obviously, you know, he got to see College Station. Uh, they went to state. We all know that. So he knows them as well. But those two are the ones he really knows the best. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's a big game here to start it off. It's kind of funny. You and I were talking about, the, about this earlier in the week. That Consol-Georgetown game, it started district last year. And I felt like towards the end it kind of became a little bit of a forgettable game or when he had to go kind of think back and go, oh, yeah, Consol won that game. Uh, but like you said, it mattered, you know, in a big way towards the end because they all three shared district title. Um, you know, I think coming in Georgetown, you know, they've got Petter. They've got uh, their quarterback back as well, Noah Boris. Uh, they lost uh, their leading receiver from last year. I think he went to Rice. Uh, shout out to former sports editor Robert Primo, uh, <laughs> who's at Rice as well now. But, no, uh, yeah, it's going to be a big game. Uh, I talked to kind of Coach Schmidt as well kind of about, hey, what's the biggest key this week? Uh, you know, he wants the offense to be kind of cleaned up a little bit. Uh, you know, they had some drop passes, uh, you know, missed some blocks in the game against Lufkin. You know, it's been two weeks since they last played. Um, 
But, you know, he said, hey, if we can, you know, clean some of our things up, we've got a chance against Georgetown. Uh, even on the defensive side, too, he said, if we just, you know, we the big emphasis for the defense, we've talked about how good they've been so far. But the big emphasis this week is, you know, hey, they've really got to wrap up because, I mean, I think Andrew Petter right now is averaging about seven and a half uh, yards per carry. If he can run like that against, George, I mean, Consol on Friday, they might, excuse me, they might be in some tough sledding. But uh, if they can stop him, which... Hey, we know they did a pretty good job against Lufkin's uh, running back for three quarters. They can contain him like that. They, you know, I think they can hang with Georgetown. You know, shout out to my parents. These, my dad went to Kinsall, my mom went to Georgetown. So just quick shout out to them. Uh, got the the alma maters, class of '88. Going so it's going to be a house divided game. Huh? I guess so. I guess so. Well, hey, you know, College Station, they're they're starting against Leander. This is. You know, the Cougars beat them by 28 last year. Leander's 1-2. and two. Uh, That's the game I'll be at on Friday. You know, for me, I think I'm curious to see, you know, does Aiden Martinez-Brown return this week? You know, they've gotten some good stuff out of Wilson's stat. Arrington Maiden has had great command of the passing game. Defense has looked pretty sharp now that Tony Hamilton's back. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, this is a game I expect uh, the Cougars to win pretty pretty soundly. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, College Station took care of business last year, and um, I got the chance to talk to Stoney a little bit this week. And, you know, the biggest thing, I just asked him, what's kind of be kind of the biggest key this week? He just said, as long as we play our game, we should have, a you know, kind of no problem. Not no problems, but, you know, as long as we play our game, uh, you know, no mistakes, do what the Cougars do, we should have some success in district. And I think if they do that, uh, which they, you know, pretty much did throughout all the non-districts except for the opener, I think they'll be in good shape. I think it's kind of interesting because if College Station went up and destroyed Temple, which you know, I wasn't surprised that they won, but I was surprised they won by that margin. And what I was, when I was working on my capsules the other yesterday, I was thinking it's amazing. If Consolidated would have gone to Lufkin and won, you know, where would they be? Where would we think they would be at 3-0? and Because, you know, they got the quarterback back. They got, they got a good defense. It's amazing what one game will do. And, of course, College Station would be – ranked number four or five in the, in the state probably if they'd have won that opener. So once again, you talk about everybody getting a fresh start. That's why it's so important when you hit district and you got to win that first game and get in the roll. Hey, you know, speaking of fresh starts, you know, Rudder, they've they've kind of found their way the last couple of weeks, getting getting a couple of wins. Uh, now they host Lamar Consolidated to open District 10, 5A Division 2. That's a mouthful. Uh, you know, <laughs> this is – this is one that kind of slipped away from the Rangers last year. You know, they they lost by a touchdown. It was a close game. Um, you know, Lamar consolidated. They're they're probably not a district di excuse me district title contending team. And I don't know about y'all, but I feel like winning games could be the winning games like this is going to be the difference if Rudder's on the right side of the the playoff seating or not. Yeah, I looked back at the standings. Uh for last year, and Lamar Consolidated finished fifth, um, and this was also Rudder. I mean, we all know Rudder went 0-6 in district last year, but this was the closest loss they had, uh, and like you mentioned, it was in overtime by a touchdown. So, I mean, if they can win this one, that's a three-game win streak. You're feeling really good. Um, one, It's funny, when I think back to the preseason, uh, Coach Ezar and I were kind of just talking, and he said, hey, if we can get like our uh, boys basketball team, you know, win one, uh, you know, how they won one playoff game and just kept it going. Mm. Maybe they do that this week. You know, they, they get the first one, they just keep stacking wins and see where they go. 
you know, I think one of the biggest questions is going to be if Cody Billings is able to go, left the game last week. I think Coach Ezar told you he was day-to-day uh, going into this one, Jake. Yeah, I talked to him uh, yesterday, which was uh, Tuesday. Uh, yeah, he's day-to-day at the moment. Um, you know, Jaquise Martin did step in and play a little quarterback last year. Um, kind of a similar situation. Xavier, Xavier Ramirez was a starter last year. Uh, got a concussion, I want to say, against Brenham. Uh, Jaquise Martin stepped in, played quarterback. I think actually two finished the game, excuse me, against Brenham. Jaquise did. And I want to say the next week, actually, Cody Billings made his first start on varsity. So uh, similar situation, I guess, if Cody can't go, Jaquise will be quarterback. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Rudder really took care of business on the ground against uh, Colleen Chaparral. I know they were real worried, you know, about slot T, but uh, they looked real good on the ground. Uh, you have Jaquise back there. You have uh, Bruce Hendricks, who's kind of been coming on the last couple weeks. Uh, so, yeah, maybe they just kind of run the ball and see what they can do uh, with Jaquise back there. But, uh, yeah, be interesting to see what they look like Friday night. You know, when you, when you look at this district, it looks like Lake Creek's kind of head and shoulders above the rest. They're 4-0, number four in their division right now overall. But, you know, they get 4-0 Randall this week. Uh, you know, Randall's trying to go out there and prove something. So I think we're going to know a little more how legit Randall might be after this Friday. Cease, you know, you watched Randall last week. You think they got any shot to upset Lake Creek? None whatsoever, but I will say this. Uh, Randall's worth the price of admission because they're, they're running back. Uh, Williams Callis or Callis Williams, I forget which, but you'll, you'll know the name right. He's a freshman. Alabama's already offered him. This guy has to be one of the best freshmen I've ever seen. The way he can move in traffic, uh, I've never seen a guy – that it could avoid tackles in traffic, and then in a split second he is gone. And uh, that being said is him and the wide receivers were the only ones in that game. The defense made some nice plays, but they, they blitz all the time. They try to get things. But I would think Lake Creek wins that game by like about 40. But getting back to Rudder, if they can win this game tomorrow night, gives them three wins, which I think is more one more than they had last year. Correct. Then suddenly they're thinking, well, if you can beat – I don't think I'd pick them. They'll probably lose to Brenham and Huntsville. But if you get that momentum going, those are games they could win. Suddenly they could get to 500 or something. And say what you will, we've all been around Ezar enough. Is He's a very confident guy, and I think his team feeds off that. I laugh because I talked to him when I was doing one of the – previews, uh, uh, scrimmages, he goes, you know, we, we were 2-8, and eight, but we really weren't a 2-8 and eight team. You know, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, who says you know who says that? But he believed that. Yeah. So, you know, there's something to be said about believing in things. Yeah, if there's anybody that believes in the Red Rangers, it is Eric Izar, and uh, there is no doubt about that. You know, Brenham, they actually have one more non-district game against New Braunfels. Jake, do you know what the New Braunfels mascot is? Uh, it's a unicorn, right? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Jake, gold star. I think it's his history. It's the first time I've gotten one of these questions right on the podcast. Is there any school in uh, Auburn? What's the worst mascot you've heard of a school in Auburn? Because Jake, Jake was in prison a while in Auburn, so <laughs> so he can tell tell the fans. Ooh. Um, See, I put you on a spot, too. Man, I kind of actually liked all the mascots. Like, there was not one that I, okay. I didn't okay. like. Okay. We, we've still got to rank uh, the mascots of the Brazos Valley later mm. this season. That's, That's something. That's a good idea. See, so I'd be interested to get your take on that. You've been around. Yeah, we'll do that sometime. That's, yeah. good idea. That's a good idea. I, I, I still need to find out what a yay is. Don't spoil it for me. But 
I, I once did a whole bit on that. Did you really? Yeah, really. And it was a time when we didn't have the internet and all that. Because I, I, I was, uh, when we, we do that, it was pretty funny. I got the librarian at Somerville involved. I got a lot of people involved. And uh, the only reason it made it go was my stupidity. Because obviously everybody in Somerville knows what a Yewa is. But, of course, in, I wasn't the only stupid one in the Valley. So I had a good stick, stick out of it. Well, stay tuned. We're going to have the Yewa expert, Robert Cessna, back on the show later this fall to explain what the heck that is. But, hey, Brenham. You know, I don't think the Cubs should necessarily be slept on. Not sure if uh, they're going to be able to sleep beat. on the Cubs. Sleep yeah, on the bear. I got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're going to. They're going to hibernation. You know, I don't know if they're going to knock down Lake Creek, but you know, Brenham made the third round of the playoffs last year, and you know they got a couple of nice wins uh, early on this season. Yeah, both wins so far in non-district six uh, A schools. So are they giant killers? I mean, jury's out, I guess. But uh, so far, I mean, results have been pretty good. Wow. See what the Cubs have to show for against the Unicorns on Friday night. Hey, St. Joe's, they're the only private school in town that have started district play. They opened with a win over Baytown Christian. The Eagles have Brazosport Christian this week. Kind of starting to look like they might uh, be a, be one of the be the be the favorite in that district when uh, you start looking at things. And uh, you know, Allen Academy they closed non-district play against Apple Springs this week. The Rams responded to that loss against St. Joe's with a pretty dominant 45-0 win over Savoy. Ethan Lucas had a good night. I think I heard Brock Field made some plays. Not surprised. Those are names we hear all the time. And then, hey, Brazos Christian had a rough game against Central Texas Christian. The Eagles, they still have three more non-district games. You know, Jake and I had to double-check that when, when we were looking at our show notes and just, you know, down at the private school level, it's uh, it's uh, it's kind of interesting how they shuffle those things around. Yeah, I was going to say, I think there's almost a month between district games for them. Yeah. First one's like uh, November, or last one is the last game of the season. It's like November 3rd is their second district game. And then I think uh, October 13th is the first one. So almost a month. It's kind of weird. But, uh, you know, th- you know they'll be ready, though. Anything goes in private schools because those TAPs and T-A-I-A-O – I've seen before where they've changed districts in the middle of the year, like when somebody, you know, get quits or whatever. They don't have enough players. Anything goes <laughs> in, 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 in uh, private schools. Lawlessness. Well, hey, Brazos Christian, they get Bay Area Christian this week. See if uh, Coach Washington, Jackson, Kathy, and the boys can uh, get it rolling over there on the west side of Bryan. So, cease. Got any other thoughts on uh, just where things are at right now? I do I do have a thought because, uh, so, you know, Alex is good about asking questions, and sometimes he doesn't give answers. But, but I did look up, uh, not a good thing, but Caldwell's losing streak is number nine in the state right now. There are uh, eight other schools, unfortunately. I always said one of the worst things in my time of covering high school football, I hate to see any team go 0-10, but it does happen. And so right now Caldwell has the uh, – Ninth longest losing streak in Texas. I looked that up. And, uh, of course, Franklin, on the flip side, number three winning streak in the nation. So that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, I think Caldwell's got Lexington this week. That'll be a, a tough game for the Hornets. And uh, I think the Lions have Rodgers. Is it Rodgers or McGregor? McGregor. 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 Excuse me. McGregor. So was it, Wasn't that uh, – oh, no, it was MacGyver, I was going to say. Isn't it? Hey, speaking of speaking of that district, uh, Lorena and Cameron Yo, that's uh, going to be a big game. That'll be a good game. That'll be a big game. I think so. 
And uh, while we're at it, Anderson Shiro, see if they can uh, keep that defensive uh, strong suit up against uh, Coates this week. And uh, they, the Owls start district play over there in 3A Division Two. Three shutouts in non-district. Uh, so I think I actually think it might be three in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, let's see who. Uh, let's see if they can make it four. I guess. Well, hey. They, they're going to have a big test next week, that's for sure. We're going to find out how legit the Owls are when they go and play Newton. Ooh. That's going to be that's gonna be a big game for Coach Hodges and his team. So, All right, Jake, you got any final thoughts while we're at it? No, we covered everything. Cool. Well, hey, be sure to check the Eagle.com for all of our coverage on high school football here in the Brazos Valley. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Brazos Sports Prepscast. We'll see you next week.